Podcast. Welcome in, welcome back. Season three, we back. Season three, hossing around. 25 episodes down in our first two seasons, and we are off to a hot start with today's episode. Hossing around one night in Hartford. One night in Hartford. And today's episode is full of a cast of characters. My guy Roman, my guy Seventh Wheel AJ, Dylan Roman, to be introduced. If you haven't listened to the first two seasons, catch up. Catch up. And then come join us here on Hostin' Around the Podcast, Season 3, One Night in Hartford. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you for joining us here in Season 3. So excited to have you on board. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now YouTube. Listen, share, subscribe, and tell the world what you think about Hostin' Around. Top 25 podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify under the comedy section. So something's going right. Let's keep head sticking this thing to the moon. Let's get this thing on the... The rocket ship is fueled. We are out of Earth's atmosphere. We are heading straight for the moon. Trajectory is good. Now, what I need you to do is if you haven't bought a t-shirt, a long sleeve, hossing around long sleeve, I'm sporting them today. I'm wearing it. I'm feeling comfy. I'm feeling my best for today's podcast. Go ahead and buy one. Support the podcast. All proceeds go to the podcast. And actually, 10% of all sales go to early cancer screening with the Tech Together nonprofit organization. So I'm super excited about that. And I'm super excited for today's episode, One Night in Hartford. I got a call a couple weeks ago from my guy, Roman. Invited me to a UConn basketball game. You don't get that call very often. So when he gives it, you got to take the offer. You got to take the offer. He says, Hosh, you want to come down? A Tuesday night game. It's at eight o'clock. It's uh, UConn versus Villanova. It's a top 25 matchup. It's not on campus, Haas. It's at the XL Center in downtown Hartford. More people can fit there. It's going to be an amazing atmosphere. I want you to come with me. No hesitation. I said, I'll go. I said, who else is going? He's like, I'm trying to get seventh wheel AJ. I'm trying to get a bunch of the other boys. And my brother Dylan's going. I said, okay, great. Turns out AJ, myself are going to head down. The rest of the boys couldn't make it that night. That's okay. That's okay. But it was one of the best basketball games I've ever witnessed. Probably the best basketball game I've ever witnessed in person. And, and we're going to get into why. So AJ and I were leaving Boston about 5 o'clock on a Tuesday night. The game's at 8 o'clock in Hartford, Connecticut. Takes us about an hour and a half to get from Boston to Roman's house and then probably another 15, 20 minutes from there onto the arena. So we were going to meet up at Roman's. Everybody's going to drive together and Dylan was going to designate drive. He was a, f- he's a DD, great dude. Dylan Roman, shout out. So AJ and I hop in the car at five o'clock, takes us an hour and a half, horrendous drive. Horrendous drive. Torrential rain, downpouring, red brake lights on the highway. Nothing pisses me off more, but you have to drive safely. I understand. Bumpa to bumpa, as they say on the pike, bumpa to bumpa on the pike. Hour and a half, miserable ride. But AJ was focused. AJ was locked in. We were making it to this game. We were driving safe. We make it to Roman's house, 6.30, like I said, hour and a half until tip. We got a little time. We walk in the door, and we hear, there's all senses, sensory overload as we walk into Roman's house. One, he's screaming. Two, the TV's blaring with pump-up music and hits from the 2000s. And then you could smell frozen pizzas that have just come out of the oven. So dissecting the room, the frozen pieces have just come out. Dylan's in the kitchen. He's, he's, he's cutting them up. We're having a little food before we leave and get to the arena. And Roman has a natty light in hand. He is screaming, he's jumping up and down, no shirt on, watching the TV as a 2014 YouTube 
highlight tape of UConn men's basketball is playing. Kemba Walker and the UConn Huskies went on, I think, like a nine-game winning streak between winning the Big East tournament and then the national championship. He is watching this video, getting absolutely fired up, smashing natty lights against his head. He's having a blast. He's having a blast, and that's Roman being Roman. We love it. We love it. We're, we're getting fired up with him. We have a couple beers, and then we hop in the car with Dylan. We're ready to head down to the arena. We get into Hartford probably 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock in Hartford, 7.15 in Hartford, rather. And we get off the exit. Hartford, you would have thought that this was the first event that Hartford had ever hosted in the city. It seemed like their infrastructure could not handle 10 people being in the city, never mind 13,000 people for this basketball game. Connecticut, the worst state in the union, number one. I'll leave that there and I'll let my Connecticut listeners get upset with me. Okay. Number two, Hartford. We're the worst capital city in the state, in the country, in the country. Hartford known for the insurance capital of the world. Who gives a shit? Seriously. And known for this XL center where UConn plays some of their larger games. So number 22, UConn hosting number eight, Villanova. Huge matchup. Going to be sold out. 13,000 people. So We are in gridlock traffic as we get off the exit in Hartford, Connecticut. It's gridlock. That means no one can go anywhere. And we had gotten off the exit and we were waiting for a light and we happened to be in the middle of an intersection with a bunch of other cars. We're not the only car in this intersection. It is gridlocked. The perpendicular street coming towards us has a green light and there's a Penske yellow rental truck. These big, big old, big old hunk of junk rambling down or careening towards our truck. Our pickup truck, Dylan's pickup truck. Almost hits us T-bone. Like, dude, there's nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. So AJ and I are on the right side of the truck. Our life flashes before our eyes. AJ's moaning. He's complaining. He's He thinks he's already six feet under the ground at this point because his truck's coming flying at us. The truck throws on the air brakes. Thank the Lord it stops. Our light finally turns green and the traffic breaks up. And we, and we get into a line to get into a line to get into a line. So... The traffic is still crazy. We're sitting in a line to go into a parking garage that the Roman brothers are familiar with parking in. They, they know, they know, you know, the six streets of Hartford like the back of their hand. So, you know, we're getting the tour. We're sitting in this parking line and we know that it's going to be a, it's a nightmare to get into the garage. It's going to be a nightmare to get out after the game. Hossie, always Hoss, always on the lookout, sees a car backing out of this parking lot that's right diagonal across from the XL entrance, XL center entrance. I see a car backing out, a woman like she just got out of work and now is going home. And an, a spot opens up in the middle of this huge parking lot. I, I roll down my window and I get attention to the, with, the, uh, with the parking attendant. Flag him down. I say, hey, can we take that spot? Can we take that spot over there? Yeah, can we take that spot? He flags, he finger, he, uh, he, he finger wags us in. He says, come on, come on in, come on in, come on in. $10. dollars Okay, that's probably the one good thing about Hartford versus Boston is the price for parking. Thanks, Hartford. Ten bucks. Ten bucks for a boss hog. A boss hog, if you don't know what that is, the definition, an unbelievable parking spot. Boss hog right in front. No line, no waiting. We're getting, we, it's a, I can touch the XL center from this parking spot. We're that close. So we get out, still torrential rains. We get, make our way to the entrance, walk in, grab some beers. We are fired up about this parking spot. We are so ecstatic. It's about 30, 20 minutes before game time when we get to our seats. We are in the second level, second level. And I mentioned this for a couple of reasons. One, 
because it's a great angle. We're at a great angle, great view to see if shots were going to be made or not, right, when they left the shooter's hands in the basketball game. And it was also a great place, as Coach A.J. Cohen, 7th Wheel A.J. mentions, to read the game and really see the flow of the game. And as a basketball coach, he likes that. Nerds out, whatever. Fun, 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 fun. So the other thing I mentioned is we're in the second level, which means it gets a little more rowdy up there. The folks that aren't as civilized, a little more rowdy, drink a little more, typically hang out in the, the bleacher creatures, as we call them. The bleacher creatures, the balcony, the balcony dudes. You know, I mean, it's, it is a fun, it's a more fun atmosphere, in my opinion, in that second level at some of these games because people get rowdy. In the first half of the basketball game, we're, well, the, all the pregame antics are done. Roman's screaming, you, see, oh, and, and, you know, he's getting hyped up with the crowd. This place is 13,000 strong. It is wild. As a public address announcer, I'm envying the guy down at that desk, fired up that he gets to do what he does tonight and having a blast. In the first half, I mentioned that there was, it gets a little more rowdy in the balcony area. There was a, a group of punks, I'll call them, that were sitting uh, uh, a section across from us or right next to us, adjacent to our section, maybe a row or two below us. And there was a kid in this group that was eating a piece of pizza off of a paper plate. Perfectly normal, right? Well, this kid decides that he's going to start throwing paper plates like Frisbees to the people that are sitting below him. Uh, now, mind you, I realize this is not an axe that he's throwing that could slice somebody's neck open, but it's a paper plate. It's disrespectful. It's not what you do. You're supposed to be a civilized human being when you're out in public and at a sporting event. Be, be an adult. So this punk is throwing paper plates like he's tossing them out like Oprah. You get a paper plate. You get a paper plate. You get a paper plate. He's tossing them out. He's tossing them out. And then... On top of all that, he's finished with his pizza, the crust, the best part of the pizza, the crust. He takes the crust, breaks it up, and starts throwing it at people that are down below. And every time he does it, he like puts his hands in his lap like I didn't do it. Like if, if people were to look back up, like he hadn't done a thing. So a, a lot of people around didn't take too kindly to this, but there's one person in particular that did not take very kindly to this at all, and that was Coach AJ Cohen, seventh wheel AJ. AJ would never hurt a fly, just goes, hey, hey. You, cut it out. He put on his dad voice for this one. Cut it out. Okay, coach. All right, we have to, I, I, had to, I had to put an arm across. I Hold, relax, relax. And he's like, you don't do that. You don't do that. Tell you what, the kid got the message. He stopped doing what he was doing. He was originally sitting on the aisle. They actually moved him all the way in the group of friends so that he was away from AJ so that AJ didn't come over to sucker punch him. That's how fired up AJ was. No violence was used, just words. De-escalated the situation beautifully. Well done. Well done, Coach A.J. Cohen. So we are, the game is going, first half, five minutes to go. The, the UConn head coach, I do need to put this preface before I, I mention this. The UConn head coach is known to be a very vocal gentleman. Dan Hurley is his name, Coach Hurley. He, prior to this game, my Big East correspondent, Joe Regan, let me know that Coach Hurley had been very vocal about the poor officiating in the games, his, his opinion, of poor officiating in the games that UConn had been a part of. He'd been very vocal. He'd been complaining about the refereeing, the officiating. So keep that in mind up to this point. The referees have that in the back of their mind in this game. So Coach Hurley, during this UConn-Villanova game, top 25 class, sold out XL Center in Hartford, 
he is ripping on the refs after a call that was a really bad call. The, the crowd was very upset. Should have been a foul. Wasn't a foul. Villanova comes down the other way, gets a foul call and one. He's fired. He gets so angry. He's yelling. He must have said something. The he's, he's halfway onto the court. A very animated guy. The official gives him a technical foul. Tees him up. You get a T right there. Coach Hurley. And Coach Hurley's like, what is what? Me? Me? What? Yeah, Coach Hurley. It was a technical foul. You're on the court. You're screaming. You're, you said something that the official didn't like. So he gets a technical foul. And that's big for two reasons, right? If you get two technical fouls in a game, you're ejected. And after a technical foul, the opposing team gets two free throws and the ball. So basically, you're giving them essentially a potential four points. It's a four-point swing. Potentially. Maybe even five-point swing. So Coach Hurley gets a technical foul. He's upset. Their assistant coaches are pulling him back by his dress shirt. They get him back to the bench. He turns around. He's so fired up because now the Villanova guy's at the free throw line. Turns around and just puts his, starts waving his hands to pump the crowd up behind him. We are on that side that he's turning around and pumping the crowd. So we're, get it, we're fist pumping, we're screaming. We got Roman screaming bloody murder three seats in from me. He's going bonkers. The referee says, I don't like, he's showing me up. Tease him up again. Second technical foul, you're rejected. One of the most arbitrary, one of the worst technical foul calls in the history of the game of basketball I don't think there's anything wrong with getting the crowd hyped up. The referee took personal offense to it. Tease him up. Coach Hurley's hitting the showers. Now the place has gone ballistic. The arena has gone ballistic. It is, you can't hear yourself think at this point. The, cr- the crowd is so loud, 13,000 strong. The game is back and forth. So Coach Hurley's in the showers. He's done for the night. No head coach. The assistant coaches are now pick up the slack. The game goes on. It's back and forth, back and forth. I don't have the statistics on the number of lead changes, ties. It was a nail-biter through and through. Biggest lead, I think, for UConn was four or five. The biggest lead for, for Villanova, five or six or something like that. But we get ourselves with 29 seconds left. Villanova is at the free throw line up four points, and they're shooting one and one free throw. So in order to make the first, you get to shoot a second one. If you miss the first, the ball's live. So a Villanova guy, 80-plus percent free throw shooter, that's very good for those of you at home, is at the free throw line, misses his free throw. Ball is live. UConn gets the ball. They go down. Call timeout. Call timeout. Down four. They now have the ball. The assistant coaches are drawing up the play. Coach Hurley's in the showers. He's already, you know, probably having a beer, trying to wind down because he's still probably fired up. UConn comes out of the timeout. A guy that really hasn't played all game hits a three-pointer. UConn down one. Villanova inbounds the ball. UConn's pressing hard, pressing hard. They double-team a guy, and they tie up the ball. They call a jump ball. Could have been a foul. Could have gone either way, but the officials call a jump ball. Possession hour favors UConn. They keep the ball. One one timeout, uh, excuse me, down one with the ball now, UConn. I think there was like 20 seconds left. They inbound the ball. Their point guard, who is very undersized, I think he's like six foot tall, RJ Cole, makes a great drive, finishes with his non-strong hand, his non-dominant hand, right hand, at the rim. UConn goes up one. The place is going wacky. Five seconds left. Villanova's best player drives down, drives down the court, runs into RJ Cole, who just made the game-winning bucket. Offensive foul on Villanova. This series of events, for those of you that aren't basketball folks, UConn had a less than 10% chance of winning the game down four with Villanova shooting free throws with 29 seconds left. 
So an improbable comeback. UConn ends up to hit, hit, hitting a free throw and icing the game. Clock expires. UConn students storm the court. Roman is like a charging bull. Think of the, the, the running of the bulls. Roman is trying to run like a bull out of our section. And AJ has him wrapped up because we're going. It's like a bro group hug at this point. We're going nuts. Yes, we bet the game. Yes, we won our bet. We're fired up. We've had plenty of Bud Lights. They've been flowing like wine. They've been flowing like water all night. We are electric game. I don't know if I'm doing justice to my explanation of it, but the place is rocking. Nobody left. Nobody left their seats. Nobody left their seats. Maybe there were some fans with four down four with 29 seconds of Villanova with the ball that did leave. But for the majority, people stayed in their seats. And after the game, we were just singing, all I do is win. You know, just all I do is win, win. The place was bonkers. Bonkers. Students stormed the court. Roman gets wrapped up, storming of the bulls, running of the bulls. Oh, I'm still trying to come down from this game. That's how crazy it was. That's how crazy it was. We go to a bar after just to wait out the traffic. Designated driver, Dylan Roman, being an absolute champ. Oh my gosh. We grab a couple beers. The crowd, the, the, the people at the bar are chanting, U C O A A. And Roman is up on a bar stool getting people fired up. Oh, it's something out of a movie the way that they came back and won that game. And to be there in person, wow. One night in Hartford. One, what a night in Hartford. One night in Hartford. We get back to our parking spot after the, after the bar. Designated driver, Dylan, absolutely kills it for us. All the traffic's gone. We zip home in 15 minutes and try to get our heart rate and our blood pressure down after that game because it was one for the ages. One night in Hartford. Shout out to D.D. Dylan. Shout out to my guy, Roman. Shout out to coach and seventh wheel, A.J. Cohen, also the enforcer in the Bleacher Creature section. And shout out to the UConn Huskies. I'm not a UConn fan, but that was one of the most entertaining basketball games I have ever seen. One night in Hartford. Shout out to you. Season three is here. Listen, share, subscribe. Get a long sleeve shirt if you haven't got one yet. And let's keep making the world a funnier place.